Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Lisa Sharon Harper of Freedom Rogue. Lisa, it's awesome to have you on the show. It is so great to be here, Gresham. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Lisa so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Lisa is the founder and president of Freedom Road, a groundbreaking consulting group that crafts experiences that bring common understanding and common commitments that lead to a commit common action towards a more just world. Lisa is a public theologian whose writing, speaking, activism, and training has sparked and fed the fires of reformation in the church from Ferguson and Charlottesville to South Africa, Brazil, Australia, and Ireland. Lisa's book, The Very Good Gospel, was named 2016's Book of the Year, and the Huffington Post identified Lisa as one of 50 women religious leaders to celebrate on International Women's Day. Lisa, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I'm honored to have you on the show, and you're doing so much phenomenal work. So I wanted to, to kick everything off with what I call your CEO story. I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit here and hear a little bit more on what led you to get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Okay. Well, my CEO story, I'll tell you what, I never really, never ever saw myself as a CEO. In fact, I had been told when I was younger, um, I'm not a good leader. (laughs) Um, I was told, oh yeah, you're a really good wing woman, wing person. But that was also in the context of of a community that was evangelical, white evangelical in particular, and they were not used to having women leaders. And they certainly weren't used to being led by people who weren't white. So I've come to understand that. And I think that as my understanding of And I understand that most of your audience is not necessarily going to be Christian or or religious or anything like that, but this is my story, right? So my story goes there, that as I became um, convinced of the spiritual call on every single human being to exercise agency in the world, then I began to rise into that myself and realize, well, that's true of me too. And, um, And the thoughts that God is giving me right now are for the world, for the good of the world. And so I better share them with some folks. And when I began to realize that, the thoughts that I was getting was a little bit different than the place where I was, I was situated at the time. Then I started to realize, okay, it's time for me to start to build, to build the thing that, that, that God is placing in my imagination. And that's how Freedom Road came to be. I absolutely love that. And, and so often um, I, I talk about the, uh, the parable of the talents. Uh, really, when I was thinking of, should I take the leap or should I not take the leap? And sometimes I feel like I, I have this calling or something that I'm being told to do. I would go back to that verse in, in, in the parable and really see that a lot of times we're giving certain things that you kind of spoke to. And I, obviously, I appreciate you for reminding us of that. I appreciate you even more for doing that because I feel like it gives us a reminder to kind of do it within our lives as well. Yeah, I'll tell you. And it's, it's a scary, scary thing. I mean, I, I, I was, I previously worked at Sojourners magazine and it wasn't just a magazine. It's actually an organizing organization based here in Washington, DC. And I was their chief church engagement officer and learned so much from being there. Um, it was, it was a great privilege to be there because Sojourners is so much kind of at the center of the faith rooted work that's going on in the world and has been for like the last 45 years now going on 50 years, actually next year it'll be 50 years. So when, when I began to feel like, oh, this is not, it's not quite fitting right. You know, the first thought is, oh, it must be me. And then I started to realize, no, it's not me. It's just that the dream that God has given me is slightly different here. I can try to jerry-rig myself into this structure. But for if you do that too long, you lose the dream. You actually lose 
the fire that could get you to that dream. And what I've come to understand is that God places dreams in our hearts so that they will be realized, so that they will bless the world. Our dreams are for the sake of the world. And so when I began to realize, okay, what God is really actually doing here is making it so uncomfortable that I will then begin to dream elsewhere. I'll begin to ask what else. Um, and that's what happened. And, and, but it still, it still took God um, making it really clear. And I'd said, God, please make it plain. And what God did, I know I'm talking a lot of God stuff here right now, but whatever. So this is my life, right? So I was at a spiritual retreat. And Bishop Yvette Flunder, who I'd never met before, um, was in a peer mentoring group with me because I, we're all part of the Auburn Senior Fellows. Um, and uh, we were in a peer mentoring group and she says, Lisa, I have a word for you. And I said, what are you talking about? You have a word for me. <laughs> I've never met you before. We haven't even talked. I mean, she literally, we literally had not ever shared two words. And she, the first thing she ever said to me was, Lisa, I have a word from the Lord for you. I said, okay. And she said, the word from God for you is jump. <laughs> I was like, holy shoot. You know, I mean, okay, you can't get much more clear than that. Yeah. And then she said, wait, wait, I have a follow-up word. I was like, a follow-up word? I never heard of a follow-up word. Who gets a follow-up word from the Lord? So she said, I have a follow-up word. And I said, okay. And she said, the follow-up word from the Lord for you is, I cannot catch you until you jump. Mm. So <laughs> one month later, one month later, you know, I, I spoke with Jim Wallace and tearfully, actually, tear, he cried, I cried, because we were, we really, you know, we were like, we are like family, they are like community to each other. But I just, it was very clear to me that the future, I could not see my future there. I did not know what I was walking into. I really didn't know. Um, but I just knew it wasn't there. So I had to exercise faith and step out. You know, faith is like taking that step when you don't know if the ground is going to be there to meet you, mm -hmm. and then realizing it is. Yeah. Um, when you take the step. So God literally caught me. And it was in the following months after that, that the dream for Freedom Road began to become clear. Yeah, that's a, extremely powerful. And I think so many times, as you said, like we don't necessarily know how everything's going to line up, what all the steps are. But a lot of times we do have to take uh, those steps and, and, and take that leap and, and to jump out and in order to do that. And, and I love the, 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 the part that you mentioned as well, too, um, that sometimes um, things are uncomfortable because it is forcing you to jump, forcing you to take that action, forcing you to be uncomfortable yes. enough to be able to, to decide to do what you've been hoping and wanting to do in, in your dreams and, and aspirations. I think so many times that we can continue to kind of go on and it feels right to continue on and doing step by step by step and things that we uh, don't kind of rock the, the ship or do anything against the grain. But I think yep. so many times when we are disrupted in that area, it creates this disruption for us to continue to kind of live out um, our destiny. So um, I know part of your destiny is uh, Freedom Road. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper. And could you take us through exactly what that is and how you serve the clients you work? Oh, absolutely. We believe in the power of story at Freedom Road. I mean, we are all about the power of story to change the world. We believe that narrative shapes worldview. And as a result, it shapes the world. Um, and so part of the reason why our nation and our world has gotten to the place where it is right now is that narratives have been suppressed. Narratives have been crushed. Narratives have been twisted. The truth has been twisted of what happened. And the truth, the, the, the story has been told by the victor, by colonizers, by people who have actually exacted their will over whole nations and not just whole nations, but people's bodies. And so we are all about um, the business of, of decentering. The, the, the stories that have been told to us by those who conquered and centering the stories of the conquered, centering the stories of the ones who, who have been pressed to the margins so that we can have a better understanding of what actually happened, where the break between us happened so that we can fix it. 
Um, so we, we leverage the power of story um, in order to build those spaces where there, we, can, we can come to common understanding and common commitments and take common action. And we do that through consulting and coaching and training and pilgrimage, which is my favorite thing. In fact, that's actually really in many ways, it's, um, it was the, the original dream of Freedom Road was actually to help people go through as many pilgrimages or as many people as possible go through the spiritual practice of pilgrimage as possible because pilgrimage changed my life so very, very much um, and my understanding of the world. And I've come to understand there's no more powerful way to change us than to walk in the shoes of the other and to live for a moment in their story. So we do it through pilgrimage as well. And um, and, and also the building of forums for others, for people to come together and come to common understanding. So we have also in the last three months um, built out, four months, built out um, the latest wing of our work, which is the Institute, which gives opportunity for individuals, not just organizations to come and be changed through um, the immersion of stories in another way. So we have a how to decolonize the Bible webinar series that has literally just shoo, like took off immediately because I think people in the church all over the world are realizing that even the narrative of Jesus and Jesus's heritage and Moses and David, all of that was also colonized in our mind. Mm -hmm. And because it was interpreted and reinforced from the halls of empire, um, it, it has borne the results that it's born. Um, it is the, the base of support that you get um, for our current administration comes from the church, from the white church. Um, but how could that be for a faith that was born out of a community that was brown and colonized and indigenous? How could that faith bear support for an administration that boasts of putting children in cages and, um, and uh, disrupting, even disrupting the COVID response, you know, so that more people die? Um, no, I'm sorry, but brown Jesus would not be for that. <laughs> and part of the reason why we don't under why why Christianity has been able to be used in the way it has is because it's been Jesus has been extracted from his context and plopped down in the middle of the halls of empire, the same empires that funded and benefited and and did the Atlantic slave trade at the time that they were then they were discerning what the Bible means and says. So so our project, our project is to help groups um, and people, individuals, to build a better world through the reconciliation of narrative. Awesome, I absolutely appreciate all the work and all the awesome things that you're doing. And I think, as you said, you know, it's so necessary because I think so many times, and I love that story piece and the same reason I ask, you know, every person that's on the show to start out with their story because I think it's such a powerful tool. And I think that a lot of times, if we don't understand the stories, if we don't understand sometimes the truths that are happening in the world, um, yes. it's hard to repair things without understanding where exactly it broke, as you said. And yes. I think that you creating, and it's such a beautiful time because we have so many ways that we can tell stories. We have so many ways that we can have our microphones or our books or our publicate, whatever that might be yeah. in so many different ways. So there is so many ways that we can tell our story, so many ways that we can read other stories as well, too, to really mm -hmm. understand one another, to understand exactly uh, what's happening in the world and not just today, but how it was probably deeply seated maybe before we were even born at, at some point. So um, I, I truly appreciate, you know, all the awesome things that you're doing and the work that you're doing as well. So um, I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for you personally, or it could be from oh Freedom Road, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? 
Well, I actually really do believe that it is that story piece. So mm -hmm. we're not just a consultancy that comes in and, you know, works things in a way that is scientific or according to some algorithm. Um, those things work to some degree um, and for the purpose that they have. But we really do believe that this is not science. This is art that this is actually the work of repair of our world and our organizations, um, the work of, of reconciling the stories or bridging the, the narrative gap, as we say, um, is a work of art. And as a result, it's a spiritual work. Um, as a result, it's a work, it's a human work. Um, so we, we are very much about listening to the story that has been told, that has been lived out in organizations, um, in people's lives. And then, um, moving on a deep level through spiritual transformation in order to change that story into the future so that people can have be mindful about the story they've been living and then choose another story moving forward. Um, grabbing from and recalling the lessons from the past, but not repeating the mistakes of the past or repeating the false narratives of the past. So, and like I said, that, that's, that's um, uh, a large part of what we do. So that happens through pilgrimage. I think honestly, I, I think that one of the most unique things that we do is we blend the spiritual practice of pilgrimage with our consulting um, and our coaching um, and our training, because we believe that that's, there's nothing more powerful. There's no more powerful experience to have that is transformative and teaches us about the world than pilgrimage. And that's all about story as well, just immersing yourself in the story of the other. I truly appreciate that. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? First of all, I am not the most tech savvy person in the world, though I, I do know what I'm doing on a few different platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think that I could tell you about any one particular app that other CEOs haven't figured out. But I do think that for me, the CEO hack has been silence. It's actually been the discipline of silence. Um, I, am, I am not a huge meditator. I actually pray. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, please, you know, like, <laughs> holy God, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And so, mm -hmm. so it's actually a discipline to sit in silence. I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or an organization you work with, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. It's actually for us as CEOs to, to be truthful about the story that we're living and that we want to live. That it's not actually enough for us to pose. <laughs> it's not enough for us to have good intentions if we actually want to change the story of our world, then we have to start with us. We have to change the way, the values that we are putting to work in our organizations. Um, I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So mm -hmm. Lisa, what does being a CEO mean to you? To be a CEO is to be one who holds the dream, is responsible for the carrying out of that dream, or the failure of the carrying out of that dream. Uh, Lisa, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Well, you can always reach me at freedomroad.us. I also have another website, lisasharonharper.com, because I'm a speaker and a writer. And so that part of the work that I do, which we call LSH community, um, is building community on the internet, on the, on the interwebs, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, but the work that we do at Freedom Road, we would love, actually love the opportunity to partner with you. Um, and in just, you know, 
give us a ring by, by going on our website and actually hitting the contact tab and letting us know how you might be interested in partnering. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook at Lisa Sharon Harper or Freedom Road dot us or Twitter at Lisa S Harper or Freedom Road us or Instagram at Lisa S Harper or Freedom Road dot us. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much, Annalise. I truly appreciate that. We will have all the links and information in the show notes just to make it even easier so you can find out everything that's going on with Freedom Road and LSH Enterprises as well, too. So truly appreciate you again, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.